This is 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective podcast brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome to another episode of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective podcast. My name is Nathan. And I am Bob. And today we are plagued by stupid, stupid technology problems because... It works 70% of the time, 100% of the time. Right. It's uh, it's like Murphy's Law. This um, is true. So anyways, let's just get into talking about um, what we're doing. So um, before we get into the review part, Bob, um, I just wanted to get like your assessment of the world at large and the reactions from people outside uh, of our podcast about our review from last week. Um, cause we haven't talked really at all since we did the review. Right. So, um, what kind of reactions have you had? I've had nothing but positive reactions, to be honest. It's uh people, uh, I honestly felt that apparently we were the voice of the people in that one. They felt, uh, similar things. They just had as uh, the nicest thing said was more than a couple people have added that they were very negative about it and didn't put it as as nice as we did uh-huh you know so they were just like basically one guy had commented that you know he just didn't like the way they they did their cam- did the camera in because if it ain't broke don't fix it right right that was the mentality and i was like well it's they got to update the material man you knew there was gonna be changes you know blah 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 and it's that awareness right it's that second piece you know they hear the podcast they're they make it a discussion and then it's eye-opening right so I I, uh, I noticed a question because um, a lot of people may not know this, but we basically kind of dwell in two different social media ponds. Um, you tend to be like the face of our podcast on Discord. And so you get a lot of like real time interactions with people. And I typically handle like the Twitter and Facebook stuff. And right. so, um, you know, not to say that you don't have access to that stuff, but it's just like, you know, it's like all stuff that I set up. So I usually am the one who's responding um and one question i got and i I don't want to like reference a person by name because i don't want to create like an argumentative debate type of situation um but one of the one of the people on um facebook had kind of said something that kind of kind of irked me a little bit and um they said that um one of the things that they said was that all of the things that we felt were negatives they saw as positives and that they felt kind of like we had an emotional response and maybe we gave the impression we were pushed into doing the review. And, um, I just wanted to like query you and see if you felt like in any way that you were pushed into doing the review. Well, we were not pushed into doing the review because I distinctly remember me going, Hey, Nate, (laughs) let's not forget. We said, as these books came out, we got to do them. You're like, we're doing them. Right. And it wasn't a push. That's, it was a plan. Right. That's, that's the first and foremost. I will say it was an emotional response because the hype off the V5 base book is what we were going on. Right. We play tested. We're at Gen Con. We were pushing it. You and I both got two copies plus a PDF heavily endorsed. Mm-hmm. Bunch of people we talked to were getting the Cam Nanark guide books. People were getting the deluxe, everything. Everyone's buying it. We're kind of in the hype with it. Right. And then we heard about the negativity before we started doing the review. Right. Right. In terms of someone got a snippet somewhere, what went on. Or they just got it like hot off the press right when it was released. We hadn't even looked at it yet. Right. And what I gotta say is that emotional, yeah, you're you're damn right. Um, not emotional out of control, emotional because feelings are invested. Right. You know, we were. We did have feelings invested in the product we love and we still love it. Because it we're, was we're not f- right, we're fans of the game. So Right. It wasn't negative like shame on you, everyone who contributed to the book. It was saying, Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And you heard the podcast, but I think the best way to put it is this. It's the cam guide and anarch guide for the V5 genre. Right. It's that simple. It's for fifth ed. Right. And, you know, we're coming from 25 years of what? Of of different versions of, of you know, V20, of revised, of, you know, first edition. Like we've S- we've gone through the entire spectrum of like this game. We've seen for every sure. evolution. For sure. And so when you get to V5 and you see that there are going to be changes, I knew, we both knew somebody would move our cheese. 
Right. There was going to be changes made that we hadn't had a chance to play with yet, that we hadn't been introduced to yet, that we were going to have to swallow that pill. But we wanted, we wanted the reaction that everybody else was going to get reading it and never using right. it yet. And that's what we wanted. And I think the writers of that book wanted that too, right? In that regard, you know, some of them do listen. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that we don't represent everyone. Right. But we are someone you can hear immediately when we get it. Right. And what I would say to that person is, I, I don't see validity in commenting on how we sounded or acted. I really right. don't. Right. I would like to hear how you felt, right? Uh, whoever wrote that, like it's more, it's more substance, more substantial. When you go, guys, you review, not necessarily a fan or not a fan. But right. Before I get into that. This is what I felt, and this is what I saw. Because in doing that, we make it a discussion. Right. In doing that, we may have insights that we agree with you on, or you didn't fully understand what we were saying. Oh yeah, because for sure. is it true? Because is it true a little bit? Maybe, possibly, Nate, that that person who wrote that reacted emotionally to our podcast. Well, and I, I think that um, what we have found, at least from my perspective, is that when you're listening to a podcast, most of the time you want to go, "But guys, I think this." And you should think this too, because this is a very logical perspective or, or whatever. You know, I do it when I listen and I think most people, they listen because it's engaging them. They want to participate in the conversation. And so they want to give their feedback. And I get that. I want to do it too. Like I said, um, and, but what I've found is that when we actually get into like a verbal chat with people, you know, it's never argumentative. The only time I ever see people get into ever. arguments Right. It's never, ever. If if you get on Discord and you chat with us, it's never a fight. It's never a bickering, you know, backbiting. And because we're available in Discord, we'll we'll chat with you in voice. You know, we'll actually talk to you. We'll have a conversation with you. And the thing is, like, Bob and I both have our own individual opinions. And those are opinions based on our experiences with the game, our experiences with life, what we read, how we interpret what we read. But in no way do we present this podcast as to go, this is it. This is the be all end all. We we encourage you to, you know, have that conversation with us and tell us like, you know, hey, this is a logical perspective and here's why. And we can go, oh, cool. We hadn't thought of that. Or, you know, and, and I think, too, everybody's opinions are nuanced. And, right. and they should always be subject to change. And I wanted to emphasize in that podcast that I, I felt like I did, but maybe I didn't do it clear enough, but I actually enjoyed those books as a player, as a storyteller of that, uh, of that setting of that system. I actually enjoyed reading those books. I liked what was presented. However, I made a very clear statement that I didn't think that they were very good game books. And I, I feel like I stated why I didn't feel like they were very good game books. And that's, you know, prove me wrong, bro, I guess, you know. Well, it's, I don't even think it's a prove you wrong. It's right. like, how do you do? It's your opinion. Right. Right. It's simply your opinion. Right. And and as I said, I used the Camarilla V5 book at a session already, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. I didn't use everything that was in the book at once. We'll get to that in time. Right. But the fact is, is that. It's still, it's still the org- it's still the same feel of the organization. It comes down to your storytelling, right? Exactly. Right. They they could write whatever they want in a book and tell you that this is the starting point and the guideline, and here's the cultural feel. But um, lis- listeners, everybody, us included, it is your responsibility to use the material in a responsible fashion. Right. It is never on the company's behalf to take the hit because you had a bad game or yeah. you had a bad character made. That's it's on you. Right. Right. And, you know, the bottom line is um, when you sit down at the table with your friends or, or your gaming community and you run a game, what you include in your game is between you and those people, um, you know, 100%. And, and, and you can be upset about what's included in that book because there was some insensitive stuff in there. And I think we took a pretty hard line on that. And I think maybe some people might have been a little shocked. Um, but what I do at my table with my players is one thing what a company writes material around and presents to other people, uh, you know, to buy, that's a completely different other thing. And I want to make sure that we as players don't get into this like revisionist history and go, Oh, well, things are so much better, you know, in the two thousands or in the nineties. And, you know, this company was so edgy and didn't care. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like maybe that's not, maybe a lot of people are remembering that incorrectly. I, I and, and also like it wasn't a better time. 
We we live in the best possible time you could ever live ever. It is right better now. for everyone today. It's the best day that ever existed in the history of the planet. And tomorrow will be even better than today. And <laughs> that that's just, you can't deny that. So, you know, anyways. And, and, and why I'm blessed, and this is probably what I should tell everybody. It's un, it's unfair, but, you know, you chose your path, Nate. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, left to, you're left to the world. Right. Right? You're left to the world. Any swinging dick in the Mojave can just jump on and, and never hear hearing us before, never even knowing what a vampire is, can jump in and go, you know what, guys? I heard 30 seconds. I hate your music in your face. Right. Boom. Right. And well, it's, uh, but, but I get – but I get – informed fans i get people who are who are you are patrons of us right. i get people it, who are it takes interested extra work right exactly but no what i'm saying is it's like, i don't even think it's it's you take no, no, extra it, work it takes extra work on the part of the fan to come and right. seek you out <laughs> right 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 exactly so and it's a it's a fantastic community for doing it but also that's where i feel we get uh we get real talk right mm-hmm. because when you're able to sit down and go you know what dude i listen to this and this is what i feel Right. And we've had that many a time. And I think that's been a huge rewarding experience and a, and a testament to our success because they're heard. You guys are heard. We will listen to you. Yeah, no, it's, that's without a doubt. We're, we're very, very accessible people. And that, that's the cool thing about this entire community is that the people you're upset with, for the most part, you can go and chat with them. You know, like we had Matthew Dawkins on. There's no particular reason we should have him on we're just podcasters who are fans and he heard it and was like, Oh, this is probably a good idea. Right. We had Justin Achillion who like is kind of, you know, a, a nerd hero to us. You know, uh, we might want to buy that guy a beer. You know, I have a shrine to him. <laughs> right. So- <laughs> we, we, we have, we have dozens of books with his name in them that he helped develop that he helped write. And quite frankly, some of the material he made is like the prime of us playing. And he was on our podcast because that's how the community is. When you have a gripe, you can go and you can talk to those people. And, you know, I just want to say, like, the purpose of this is not to throw anybody under the bus or be like, you don't fucking get us. No, it's just to say that there is an emotional response to things. But also, we had three weeks to digest this book. We had three weeks to develop our thoughts on them individually. You know, Bob and I didn't sit down and talk about these books at all. Didn't even text each other. No, not at all. You know, we live you know, four hours away from each other. Uh, you know, we have, I work nights, he works days, you know, we have opposing, uh, you know, perspectives and we came to fairly similar conclusion. And I think that that's an indicator of how long we've played and how long we've played together that we didn't have to sit down and talk and go, Oh man, I I think differently than you do. We just kind of talked and they happened to kind of coincide. So, but I will say whoever wrote that, uh, that, uh, that comment had that, had that insight there. Uh, I'm going to add, that I believe in constructive criticism. Yeah. Because constructive criticism, I can do, we can do something with. Right. When it's just, hey, man, everything you said was wrong and everything I'm said is now right, but you're not making points. Right. I'm not saying that it's anything. I mean, that's to anybody in the professional world, that is an emotional comment. Right. Because there isn't any substance to it. Well, but that uh, doesn't mean that you don't have substance to it. And I would, and I would yeah. wager. You have many points and opinions to share, and I would like to hear them. And I, I know 100% that the person who left the comment, and again, I don't want to call them out. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus because that's not the way that we operate. But like that person does have points, and they do have things that they think are a great perspective. And um, I, again, I won't call you out, but I feel like, hey, go on our Discord and chat with us. You know, engage with us. Tell us what you think we missed or tell us what you think that was just like a gut check reaction to, you know, you know, new things. And we'll talk about it. You know, if it bears us to go back at a later date and reread those and re um, investigate those perspectives. Fuck it. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, we, we, we could, we've done, we did some first ed <laughs> revisits, right? <laughs> cause, cause we completely just were like, you know, we farted them out. We didn't care. Um, so, you know, who's to say that that won't happen with this, you know, we're humans and we, we might make mistakes, but also certain things we stand behind. So there you go. Speaking of things to stand behind, um, we're, uh, we're reviewing the hunters hunted too. And what a diametrically different book this is than the ones we reviewed last week. Uh, yeah, actually, it's uh, the whole format's different. Holy right? shit. <laughs> it's it's completely different. I'm glad you said that because I felt weird. 
yeah. reading it. You know, I went through like, where was my hunters? You know, I'm looking for the hunters to tell me what's going on in the book. And what's this mechanics doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? You know? Right, right. If ever there was a different type of book, uh, it is the Hunters Hunted too. So Hunters Hunted is, uh, for me, it's one of my old school favorites. I, I loved the original one because my little secret is I, per, I actually prefer to run and play in Hunter games. I, I still have like a, I have like a, you know, uh, I, I, I feel for hunters. I feel for the humans in the world of darkness. I think they have the shittiest roughest go. Well, the themes are horror and sacrifice, right? To any horror game. So, I mean, that fits up there. I mean, it gives you a chance to, to not only be scared, have a reason to be scared. You're going up against vampires and you're just a dude. Right. Right. Um, or, you know, you could be more special than others, but basically you're just a normal person. Ideally. Right. That's M- tough because the mostly, book gives you. Yeah. yeah mostly right? normal. But, but someone's going to die. That's yeah. what the game says. And, the, and is the sacrifice going to be you or is it going to be your friend to your right or your left? Right. And, and, but you're the hero type. Remember that you're the good guys. You don't want to have to kill anybody in, on your side. It's about making them pay, not you. Right. And it's hard to do, right? And that theme puts it there. So I could see it because it's very 80s. That's, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's what I'll say. One man against an impossible future, you know? Right. And it's you got to do what you got to do. That doesn't make it bad at all. I agree with you. I, uh, f- I found that I'm, I'm missing hunters in my life. Right, right. They're just, they're just not there. Well, and you know, the thing is too, uh, um, you know, the the whole second inquisition is a big theme in the new game and that really doesn't have any bearing on this book. You know, that's, that's the thing that you guys got to remember. We're kind of like, we're coming to that point where our, our book selection is, is meeting the, the new books that are coming out. And there is some, a uh, very tiny amount of, uh, it, it slightly alludes to like the blank body thing in this book. Um, Bob Schnobins, <laughs> Bob Schnobins, hierarchy of hierarchy <laughs> of the Satan. supernatural, a hierarchy of Satan. Is that what it is in the book? Absolutely, <laughs> it, that's that's valid. Uh, I think yeah. the whole Second Inquisition came from that. Bob <laughs> Schnobin for the win. Bob Schnoblin. That's I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but I pronounce it that way because it's the most silliest. Bob Schnoblin. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it, it reminds me of like, uh, you know, some fucking uh, sitcom, like just ridiculous name, <laughs> like some arrested development character, Bob <laughs> Schnoblin. <laughs> it's perfect because it's, uh, it reminds me of that guy who, you know, he ran, he had to have run into a vampire somewhere, some evidence of it. Right. And just sat up all night drinking coffee and just going over and over in his head, Satan's real, vampire's real, Satan's real. We got to get a team. Yeah. We got to get a team looking for Satan. It's going to happen. Well, and that's the thing that you, you kind of like understand in this book. Um, you know, there's a variety of different divisions in the world of the hunters. And, um, you know, this is, a, this is an update to the original hunters hunted. The original hunters hunted was a book that came out in the nineties. We've reviewed, you can go back and check that out. Um, and this book, uh, pays homage to that and uses some of the, the old artwork, but it also uses a, a wealth of new stuff and it kind of updates the the hunter to the modern era but it 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 keeps all those same different like categories of hunters right the different classes but this book is different than you know those cam or anarch books that we were talking about earlier in the sense that this is a very traditional gaming book it's a laid out you got a chapter that's got a bunch of flavor to it your your culture piece, right? That one talks about a hunter strapping another hunter down, and give. Well, actually, no. The first story is just a guy kind of writing a farewell memoir. Like you get the impression something could go bad, and if this letter gets out, he wants whoever to read it to take up the torch, right, and continue on. But then it peels into the next part where it's telling uh, another hunter who is strapped down in a chair, uh, a prospect. Hey, this is uh, your hunter one hundred and one, right? And you're going to sit there and hear it all. And but there's mechanics interwoven in there because they start telling you outlines and setups of what you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to be it. Right. And, uh, you know, it goes it goes through to tell you, um, you know, the the theme of playing a hunter 
is very different than playing a vampire in the traditional vampire setting, right? The way that vampire is sort of presented is it's this game of personal horror as you sort of deal with being this monstrosity and, you know, you, you come to terms with um, living this horrific existence and feeding and, and you know, trying to grapple with your humanity. And hunters have the same sort of problematic existence in the sense that they're very isolated um, and that's, that's something that can't be lost. You, you need to remember that vampire hunters are incredibly isolated and they're kind of doing the good work. They're hunting down these monsters that, you know, they don't really maybe truly understand. Like we know as players and storytellers, like you could, you could be, you know, you're, you're a vampire and like, yeah, you're kind of a piece of garbage, but like, also like you can work to grapple, you know, with that and maybe not be a hero, but like, at least try to get by, you know, get by in this world. There are, there are two movies mm-hmm. to help you with this that fit perfect, right. Of exactly what hunters are according to this book's perspective. That's Salem's lot. The other one would be fright night mm-hmm. and you can watch pretty much every, any version of fright night you like, and you'll get that. But Why? It's normal people against a powerful thing of darkness and how they're just pooped on, right? Right. right. Trying to figure it out. Like, there's no way. I can't convince you that a solitary monster is devouring our town. Right. There's no way I can do that. I know it's there and whatever. So it's up to me to get the one guy. And even if it is the homeless guy who believes me, well, we now got a job to do. If he's willing to eat the sandwiches I make and and carry the bulk of the load and knows that we're going to have to take the pine to some dead guy. Right. Um, that's what we got to do. And we're going to go try to do it. Now, the pitfall here is that, um, this book teaches you to be afraid, Mm -hmm. right? It's very different. If you're a vampire vet, and this is the first time of you even hearing of hunters and you read this book, you're going to get that there's a level of fear that seems silly to you almost because, ah, just vampires, you can kill them with a stake and chop off their head and burn them and whatever. But you're not looking at the day in the life of, of, of Joe Schmo. You know, just right. a casual Joe wakes up every day with his with his, with his wife and his house, his kids. He's got to go to work and right. he works nights. And if on the way home, when he's getting off work, he sees somebody get snabbed right into a cab and that person's legs are just dangling and kicking. And when he goes to look, it's some Nosferatu manja bone and eating somebody's neck out and leaving him bloody. That's that's got to suck for him. Right. I mean, that's going to it's going to shock him. Right. What's he going to do? And he has to react to it. And so that guy is who you're playing, right? Right. He's going to go home and figure it out. And guess what? He can't run indefinitely without worrying about breath. He has cardio. He has lifting to do. And, and, you know, think about it like this too. Like you, you could definitely be playing that guy. You could be playing, you know, the, the paranoid government agent who has a very incomplete understanding of what, you know, the conspiracy that he's unraveled, you know, think very X files. You could be playing the, the religious zealot who's been trained to know of these horrific demonic entities, but like you don't. And, you know, what happens when you're that person who's been hardened? You you've been you've been raised in the church. You 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 walk with the will of God, and you find a vampire who is merciful merciful about the the terrible things that they've done, and they scream for mercy from you, and they don't turn away, and they're not demons. You know, like all of these elements come together, and sometimes your entire group of hunters could be all of those people. You know, uh, meeting at the at the diner late at night, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, early in the morning. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to meet at night. You never want to meet right. at night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you, you're meeting up and trying to, you know, give uh, each other information and planning. And that's the other thing, too, that they emphasize here. Um, you you know, we we as players and storytellers, we take for granted like ah, you just go stake a vampire. I've played a vampire that hunters have come after. And I'll tell you, you, you better have a plan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you better have a plan, Jack, because dominate and presence are a motherfucker. <laughs> and, and they're even and they're they're made exclusively for you all. <laughs> and it's it's rough to do. And to give you that perspective, I enjoy that in this book they put down here a concept that cracked me up. It's a university science team. Yeah. It's literally a science professor and his class, <laughs> and they see something. Right? right, and it gives the storyteller multiple inroads as to what that is and how they stumble on the immortals or the fact that they're real. But right. just discovering 
that it's real. It could, be, it could have been a ghoul in class who did something extraordinary, right? And and they caught it, and that and they begin investigating. But that's also going to draw who? Probably your deputy or whoever else. And you know, yeah. it, if it goes that far, it doesn't even have to go there. No, it could just be that uh, one of your buddies at a college party um, goes home with the hot chick, but your buddy he never gets the hot chick, right? Like you know, he just wow, lucky lotto, I guess, and. And maybe out of jealousy or weirdness, you go and you go to go to check in on him, and she's eating him, right. you know, and that's that. And then how do you say that to anyone without seeming like the jealous asshole? You know what I mean? And your buddy's gonna come out looking a little drained, you know, a little paler. Right. She's like, "I'll see you later, baby." You're like, oh yeah, just have a good time. Oh, what happened? Uh, you know, I'm not a gentleman. Tells no secrets. Da da da. And meanwhile, you're like, "I'm the super jack, and I got <laughs> money." She totally should have been about me. And then you know. Everyone's looking at you because they expect that reaction. Really, you're pale as a sheet. And you know if you say anything, they're going to think you're crazy. What's worse? When she winks at you. You know what I mean? Like, you care for what you wish for. She'll be back for you because she's going to chew right through him. What do you do? And this book is all about that. How to build it. And how to work and deal with that. But not in the way you think. Like, I like the grizzled vet idea that they kind of go with where it's, uh, this is my last will and testament because we tonight we're going for it. Right. right. You know what we, I mean? We, right. We finally got our plan down. You know, we've got every strategy accounted for. We've, you know, and, and, you know, this is do or die because, you know, that's, that's the thing that I think that really you, you lose out on if you, if you don't have a book like this, you lose out on the fact that this is, this is a game that takes place inside of a game. Right. You exactly. get to live the paranoia. You get to live the, you know, or is that is that the conspiracy? You know, like I really enjoy games where you're kind of like you pull a string and there's another little branch of the conspiracy that's unraveled. And, you know, you turn the corner here and wait a minute, that guy was just meeting with the vampire. Like, you know, the 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 whole the whole of it. I, I, I think that this book is a is really important because it's it it maintains the horror of like what a vampire actually is in the world of darkness and it's like this dark like tick that lives on the back of humanity and only if you know and if people know you know they think you're fucking crazy and and while you're crazy you know it's this weird thing that happens at your office right or your workplace wherever it is right mm-hmm. if you're the squeaky wheel Right. right. If you're the one making complaints about everybody and being a Debbie Downer and the whole nine, um, everybody knows. Right. They may not do it to you, but, you know, you you become that person. Of, oh, great. Here he comes. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, because you're bringing them down. Everyone's right. having a hard time at work just trying to get through the grind. You're here bringing up some whatever. <laughs> but it's the same method when you're like. Our boss is a vampire slave. He's <laughs> right, fucking just right, guys. Right. You know, did you ever notice? Right. He's always late. He's always late. And he's always making an extra check for somebody. <laughs> There's always one extra check. Who the hell gives out a check for exactly $9,999? Who does that? You're you right. know, who gets the penny? And it's like, okay. So as we kind of go through the book, um, there's a couple of props I want to give it. Um, first and foremost, this might seem a little weird, but I really want to give this book props because it is, it's kind of like an essential tool chest for the hunter character concept. Um, you know, it, it actually, I like the fact that it's full of different backgrounds and different merits and flaws, and that might seem a little contradictory coming from us, but honestly, I feel like if you just go, you know, oh, here's some hunter organizations and here's like a 200 page book about like the background of that, have a nice day. That really defeats the purpose because, again, this is kind of like a a game in and of itself. It's a game within a game. Um, So it does have a lot of like additional things to kind of make you a snowflake because you kind of have to be. You're kind of screwed. You should have every advantage you can get. I have a a con that's a pro about this game. So they took the original Hunter's Hunted Mm -hmm. and they took the Project Twilight book. Uh-huh. And they put them both in this book. Yeah, absolutely. They just cleaned them up and put them in this book. Yes. How? You still have <laughs> Fist of God as a merit. Mm. Seven point yeah, merit, yeah, punch yeah. of supernatural and deal egg as long as you got seven humanity or higher. That's By fair. the way, folks, I'm going to let you figure this out. Look it up in the hierarchy of sins. You can't think of stealing 
without having to do a constant check. <laughs> but I, I have to have Humania 7 right. to sock someone in the jaw and burn but, their flesh. But how great is the artwork that's underneath that merit where it's like this, like he looks like an Irish priest and he's holding a, uh, a rosary in one hand and his hands are all taped up and he's just like knocking out some like purple skinned. I kick ass for the Lord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, of course it's not without its like ridiculousness. Like <laughs> it's uh, 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 you said ridiculous. I I'm, hey, I didn't say ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's about faith, and that's yeah. and that's what it is, and it's Fair it's enough. golden. Now, yeah. and I will state that too. They do do a couple things new, right? Before it was mm-hmm. all like crazy town. Like the church only had the Inquisition, right? And well, that's not true. Right. This book shows you how you could be a member of the church and one of its many many different ecclesiarchy orders that right. hunt down and do whatever. And you could even be a theor a theorist that they have in here too. And that's yeah. someone who uses spiritual sorcery. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too, that they kind of like, um, open the door for that, that like, you're not automatically hunted and killed. Like you can, you can actually, as, as a hunter in the society of Leopold within this like church group, there is some level of acceptance of using that of like hunting down information on the occult to sort of use it uh, against the, the, the evils that live, you know, in the world. So I, I thought that that was interesting. I've heard some arguments that, um, you know, they're just like, uh, these are just like additional supernatural creatures and it's kind of like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but also no, it's, it's a very watered down version. Um, you know, I've always been like Mr. Anti-Numina, but, I mean, come on. It's a little fun. So let's talk about what that is. Numina is supposed to be uh, psychic powers. Right. Right? That's, that's really what it is. Numina is psychic powers. So there it is. Okay, so um, humans have psychic powers. Yeah, yeah, it's the world of darkness. They also have vampires, werewolves, and ninjas. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take them all in, okay? I mean, let's just admit they're here. So, yeah, psychics are here. And guess yeah. what? No, you can't get embraced and keep your psychic power. For whatever reason, you're a unique snowflake. And to stay non-melty, right. you got to stay as you are. And that's you, that. You can be a one-tiered unique snowflake, but you can't, you know, you you you, you could probably be a ghoul. But, <laughs> right, right. you know, I, I think that a really important thing to remember, too, is that all of the stuff here is presented in a way so that you as a storyteller can be discerning. You can make sure that what your players have access to is within the confines of the game that you're trying to run. Right. This isn't a license for every player to just grab powers and just ad hoc make the most, you know, badass motor scooter who's walking. Because, again, like the kiss screws everyone, you know, the getting getting punched in the face with potence screws everyone, you know, uh, 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 encountering a werewolf. That's going to be a problem. You know, Uh, it's it's a heated problem. No, we're in here. Doesn't say you're immune Um, unless you have true faith. (laughs) <laughs> and we know how every hunter gets true faith, right? Every single just, hunter I've ever played has had true faith and fist of God. <laughs> it's we're, we're funning, we're riffing here, right. but it's like, you know, how rare is that? And it has to be kept rare. You know, from Numina to being fear just now, they also highlight the fact that what is hedge magic? Before that's something was just thrown out there and hedge magic was just like what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, they talk about it. It's a folklorist. Right. It's literally an occult expert who knows all the folklore to try all the remedies that work. And the remedies that work justify the powers they know. Well, and here's the thing. This is an easy thing to explain. Like, we're goofing. We're being goofy because we've played these games. We've, especially in LARPs, we've played games where people come up to us and they go, I just want to play Immortal. And we're like, come on. No, you don't. (laughs) It's up to you as a storyteller to, you know, to tell the, the story, to, you know, to create the world that you're trying to have your hunters play in. But also as a player, it, this book isn't just like a list of powers. You need to read this book and, and understand, you know, if you make a a character who's a, you know, a, a sad agent or someone who's in the NSA or, you know, the, the lone ranger type hunter, you need to understand what you're building and it needs to be within the, the confines of, of the genre and the, and like the flavor of the book or the flavor of the game that you're trying to run, you know, no one, well, maybe, but no one is saying like, you can't play this hunter, but make it real, you know, make it realistic. And, and what do we mean by realistic? It's something that's asked. It's logical, right? right. If I am an NSA agent who has psychic power, right. Right. And I'm in a special branch of the government already. 
let's not go join a cult. <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is some people justify joining a blood cult to be right. the ghoul on top of it with your kinfolk fetish and your craziness. If but, that's the if that's the plot, right. I'll give it to you. Right. But at w- what point are you ruining what you're doing? Right. Well, and, 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 and at what point are you closing off all your options for play? You know, if you have this NSA agent that's got like this strange psychic power and, you know, your section chief tells you that you need to go undercover and explore this possible blood cult. Well, now you get the opportunity to go role play that experience. And maybe that's something your storyteller will take you through. But just going, I made a character. He's got potence. He's got fucking psychic. <laughs> what You know, he's got techno man. I, you know, whatever, whatever power, insert power here. Like you're, you're kind of hamstringing yourself, you know, play the game. The other thing that I wanted to mention here too is, um, I, I, someone who's played vampire, the masquerade for many years, I've heard talk about the Arcanum, um, right. but but I've never read a book about the Arcanum. I, I'm pretty sure that there is a book, but it's not like a vampire-specific book. Yeah. So I never tracked it down, and I never read it. So I didn't know that the Arcanum was actually something that like people know about. It's not a hidden subculture. It's not like a hidden group. Like it's a it's an actual like known group of of scholars. Uh, to, in the to, world of darkness. To be fair, I've never used them. Right. I and never I never used them either. And I never will. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's uh, it's the one thing. This is personal preference, everybody. Not saying it's for you. I'll use it. But them. if you've if you've been a fan of Highlander, The Gathering, the TV show, there is a group that operates exactly like the Arcanum in this book. Therefore, I cannot portray them without laughing my ass off, <laughs> left and right. Because I'm like, I gotta bring in Duncan McLeod. Right. You know, Mythos has to step in and, and, and help sort out the prince's problem with the Arcanum that's studying everybody. Right. And, and to be a jerk, even that Queen of the Damned has a group that operates just like the Arcanum out of World of Darkness. So here's how I always thought about the Arcanum, um, at least like in the last couple of years. Um, I'm a, I, like you, I'm a fan of Supernatural. And, uh, I don't, I don't draw parallels between supernatural and vampire, the masquerade too often because they're very different. You know, they, they, they run, they run along the same route, but they're not the same at all. But, um, when I'd heard about the men of letters, I was like, Oh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the Arcanum, isn't it? (laughs) Kind of. Bob's choking to death. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've officially murdered him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I was laughing when drinking. <laughs> I never got that, but I was just seeing Dean Winchester, the uh the, the Bruja Scourge. I didn't mean to. It was just an idea in my head. You're like men of letters, he's like, I got screwed. You know, I don't know. That was funny to me. It was just funny to me. Oh uh, well, you know, that's that's uh um getting getting to know like the the actual existence of the Arcanum for someone who's never read their book. And again, I'm speculating. I don't even know if there's a book. I think there is, probably. There is. Um, but uh, I don't think it, it was ever like released. We haven't reviewed it, so it's I don't I don't suspect it's a quote unquote vampire the masquerade book. No, I'm um, pretty certain it's a mage thing. Well, I was positive. We can find out. Yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's. Uh, you can read about them here in the Hunters Hunted too. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, that is one thing that I really appreciated that they give you a little bit better insight into them because like I knew they were a group that hunted, but like for the purposes of like gathering intelligence, but I didn't know that they kind of were like a dual purposed organization where they existed as like a club for scholars and like they had actual like, you know, meta, um, like, like they, they, they would write like peer reviewed journals and stuff. And they indicate that in this book that that's, what they are. Um, so that's cool. It's cool to learn. Um, the other thing too, that I really like about this book, because, uh, if you know anything about me personally, um, Nate is a big fan of like the underworld, right? And when I say like the underworld, I don't mean like the Wraith underworld. I mean like criminal organizations within the world of darkness, like the mafia and the, the tongs and street gangs. I like that in the world of darkness. I like using that stuff. And I like that they include it in here. They basically give you like this little blurb and the blurb says like, Hey, we know like organized crime doesn't exist on the same level anymore after like the Rico act. And you know, like most of the organized crime has been incredibly weakened. Well, this is the world of darkness and that's not really happening here. Like they're still kind of like a 
you know, strong force within the world of darkness. And I like that because I like using them and I like using them without being like people going, that's not true. Well, yes, of course it's, they not. have them in this book too, but for, for one very good reason, it's cause you get to play a criminal organization, but you're hunting down the vampires fucking with, your, with right. what you got. Right. Right. You're handling those crooks right. and those guys get no police backup. Right. right? They're, they're already <laughs> against society. And now they got to deal with, Hey, wait a second. That scumbag's a bloodsucker. Right. You know right. what I mean? Let's take the bat to him, right. Tommy. I I always like exploring those concepts because to me, like Vampire the Masquerade or, or the World of Darkness just in general is to me, it's a setting where I don't have to worry about like, oh, this is like the real world. This is realistic. To me, I can explore those like weird cinematic goodfellas <clears throat> moments. You know, I can I can have a little bit of like the wire and, you know, I can tell like a, an interesting tale of the streets of crime. And, you know, I, I, I don't have to I don't have to worry about it being the most realistic. Like I'm not writing a novel. Right. None of us are doing this because we're writing novels. We're doing this because we want to tell like fun stories and fun stories don't always have to be the real world. You know, that's and that's the thing that I, I, I want to emphasize, like as just a player and as a storyteller, like don't think that you just have to tell us a, a story if it were our world today right now. But there's vampires because that's not what it is. That's not necessarily what it is. So, you know, use this book if you want. <laughs> is basically what I'm what I'm trying to say. On a hunter perspective, um, yep. you need to use this book because it's your Bible of survival. That's right. what it's here for, and it's going to give you that feel, and it's going to arm you with the knowledge to portray it and the equipment. Cool new backgrounds as well. Um, they bring in the uh, multi-tiered size of the Haven, luxury of the Haven, and uh, like armoring, right? That you yep. can have going on. And it, and it makes these universal in making the character, too, which is cool. So you get that crunch involvement where players clearly understand what they can get and not get. The problem in the previous right. books, you really had no idea. Like, you had license to kill was a thing you could get, right? And then, and then everyone's <laughs> like, well, now I can just go around shooting anybody. Well, uh, yeah, but, uh, man, you know, this Dude. politely excises it. It's not even here. It's you work for a government, and it, you just just be what you're playing please and and move forward dude i i i played a hunter this goes way back to my very first larp game i played a hunter who like had license to kill he had um some stupid power probably like fist of god he had like some power where like um um shit i can't remember what it's called but basically it's like how forgettable you are uh arcane right, i'm right. sorry people are going to be like pounded on their keyboard um but I, like i had this stupid ability uh, or this stupid background up to like five points so like people would like forget i ever existed um and my i, I belonged to like some government agency and like just the most ridiculous like vampire hunter ever and um do you want to do you want to take a guess at how i got killed <laughs> uh car accident no, no. Um, the Sabbat invaded Chicago, <laughs> and um, I got eaten by uh, by a war ghoul. <laughs> that'll that'll yeah, do it. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. Like how how badass I was. Uh, I got eaten by a war ghoul. So, um, and the storyteller was like, "Yeah, you take this many aggravated damage." And I looked at him, and I was like, "I can't live through that." And he was like, "Oh man, sucks being a hunter, doesn't it?" I uh, I got stu- I got stuck in a game with a girl I was dating. And uh, I totally mm-hmm. blame hormones, but we're playing this game and it's getting ran in this guy's house and we'll just leave it that, just five of us. And mm-hmm. my, I was working for a house cat because I had animal side as a Numina. If you don't know, that's a psychic car that lets me communicate and empathize with animals. Yeah. And so the house cat, I, I actually think it was Mr. Bigglesworth because his movie was popular. I, I uh-huh. want to say that that was the name of it, but it was telling me info of what I had to do. But I was role playing it the way they didn't like it because I thought I was insane. And they were like, no, no, you have psychic power. I was like, this cat just told me to go kill that chick in the club because she's a little pale. Wow. This doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, I'm in your pocket. Yeah, I did that, too. That's in there, too, (laughs) folks. Like, there's like there's corners. 
Corners and pitfalls. Yeah. Corners and pitfalls. Yeah, it. yeah. It's it's not not everything. Oh, okay. Uh, also, the book um, Bob has presented to me with knowledge and information. The book is called Halls uh, of the Arcanum. Arcanum. I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm, You're good. I'm not Matthew Dawkins. I don't. I don't. You know. You're good. I'm Nate from Chicago. I'm give a fuck. <laughs> halls. Um, of, it's the halls <laughs> of the Arcanum. All these uh, Arcanums. It doesn't matter. Hey, whatever. You want to get some pizza? Well, it's either Arcanum or Arcanum. Arcanum. One of the two. It is the halls of. I don't know. We're we're nonsensical now. But anyways, um, what are your thoughts, all things considered, on this book? And um, what what is your end review? Bob? Format check. Artwork check. All cool powers related to mortals to be hunters check check check. You have the equipment backup, yes. natural check. Um, you got culture pieces in the beginning to kind of draw you in, actually, throughout the book to keep you level on, uh, on what you're reading. It is a reference book as well. It's not something you have to read start to finish every time to find what you're no. looking for. You want to play the criminal guys Nate was talking about? Boom, they got a whole section. You want to be the special government people? Boom. Welcome to Bob Schnobin, How to Find the Devil. Flow chart. That's right. This book, <laughs> right? This, these, these are interdimensional <laughs> beings have taken over the government. <laughs> it's perfect. I give this book an A plus. I really do. I have, yeah. I have no problem with the way this book was updated and put in and it's, it's still a good book. Yeah. I think this is a great, a great addition to any game, uh, that's like sitting down to play V 20. It's great. If you're still playing revised, the abilities are, are going to you know be cross compatible. You know, the, the changes from, v20 to revised were very small so you're good if you're you know still playing that um but it's an update however uh if you're playing v5 uh, it's not really going to be a great addition because the powers and stuff they don't well they're, they're not correct right, the rules don't work for it but the the other thing right. is that you, you can still use it historically exactly right. but right. just note something big something um the second inquisition looks way cooler they got like body armor. <laughs> Their priests have super em- emblazoned right. they, crosses of of whoop ass. I mean, right. The the what we know about the Second Inquisition that they, they've upped the ante in the Hunter world. This this is this is local Hunter. This is little Hunter. V five. That's big Hunter. That's something different. Um, so it's good for historical knowledge. You know, if you're if you're only familiar with V5, I advise getting any old book just so you can get a feel for where the game came from. But as far as like a standard V20 play, definitely get this book. Definitely get this update. And damn it, run a hunter game because they're fun. And yeah, and actually this book is awesome for V5 Second Inquisition if you need to know kind of the mindset that those guys might have, even being in an organization. Right. They could be militarized right. as they want. That's fantastic. But you're still fighting a supernatural. Right. Enemy. Remember the vast majority of the second inquisition is not aware of what they're even going up against. Right. It's only a key right. few people leading them through the dark here. Um, I think that this is a, this is an amazing game book. This is a, a must have for your collection. And I, I give it an A as well. I, I love this book. I, I, I love the first one. I like this one even better. So, alrighty. Um, what are we looking at for our next review? That is a good question. See, we were, we were off for so long. I got sick. <laughs> You know, we we had to read two new books. I'm a shoddy podcaster. You're shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that's the take we're going to walk away from with this. Just say it. <laughs> we got Anarchs Unbound. Okay, well, that's almost like Providence. There, we'll we'll uh, read this other Anarch book and tell you what we think of this one. Yeah, we'll see if we can piss more people off. It'll be grand. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, hey, thank you folks for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Um, listen for the post podcast commercial if you want to support us. Um, we hope that you were able to get out and, and uh, back the Chicago by night book that's uh, uh, in the pipeline. It's on Kickstarter. Um, by the time this comes out, it's not going to be available for you to back anymore. But um, I backed it. Bob backed it. A lot of our fans backed it. Um, people seem to be overwhelmingly uh, impressed by what's kind of coming down the pipeline like, for that. Like so. we may do a review of that book, but it's almost unnecessary because we can tell you in advance we love it. It's it's, yeah, it's an I amazing mean, book already. So here's the thing. Here's here's my perspective on it. Here's my statement. There's been a ton of reviews or a ton of previews about it, and I read the first four. I think first four like 
uh, backer previews. And I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop reading them because I'm interested enough that I'm, I'm, I'm going to support it. I'm going to buy this book, but I want to, I want to open the book and I want to go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to read it. I don't want to, I don't want to go in and go, Oh yeah. I already knew this. Like, you know, that's, that's how I am. I still firmly believe in the trailer, the movie trailer, right? Give me a little tease, get me into the theater and then blow my mind. I did. And I did all 29. <laughs> and I had to. I know you did. I had to. I know you did. I got to state this, right? First and foremost, the La Sombra were done right. I have no fear. They did, they did an mm-hmm. amazing job with it. It's just something I was very, I'm, I'm actually, I, this is me being humble. No, because I'm to say this. I'm proud of them, <laughs> right? I am proud of them <laughs> that they did this good with it. Because forever I said the La Sombra are a great clan. They're my favorite, but they're missing something. Yeah. You know, and that something was always justifying the darkness of Obtenebration and what that is, where that's from. And they made changes, and I won't ruin it for you, right? You either read the preview or you wait for the book. But they made changes right. where it was like, ah, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. That makes sense. It's great. You can research it. You understand it. Yeah. Fantastic job. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, too. I, um, I feel like when you do an update, the update should be a logical addition, a logical change. It should make sense within the confines of the world. And um, this was kind of a question that we had gotten from some people too, where they're like, what's the difference between white wolf and onyx path? That's a whole other podcast we'll get into, but onyx path has a pretty good reputation for taking the material that they've licensed from white wolf and doing a damn good job with it and, and staying true to the concepts that have always been present within Vampire the Mask. So much so. Growing the world, not shitting on it. Not to say anybody else shit on it. But. So much so so that Onyx Path often is confused as White Wolf. Yeah, right? yeah. That's that's the thing. People don't know the difference. A lot of people, uh, you know, we, we uh, I think, included, when we started this, we were just like, all right, we like this game. Let's do some reviews of the game. We didn't know what Onyx Path was from White I just thought Onyx Path was like the new thing White Wolf was calling itself. And it's right. not, but, but again, that's something, uh, you know, down the road, maybe like in a nerd words, we'll talk about, um, we're not going to get into it here because it's not really relevant to what we do. We just review vampire, the masquerade books, right? <laughs> so and we're already over on, on, on the review because I know we right. know a lot of you just want the review and done. Yep. But, uh, yeah, if, if you want more than just the review and done, we have a podcast, it's called nerd words. And we talk about long involved self-indulgent bullshit like this. Um, and, uh, you can check that out. It's free. No one will charge you for it. Um, so anyways, all right, next week, uh, Anarchs Unbound, we'll do the V20 Anarch book and then, uh, we'll see you all then. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Trees. Thanks, Happy Bob. Little trees. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Let's all enjoy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, play a hunter it's fun all right bob thank you for joining me as always, always. A pleasure until next week uh we're out of here i guess that was a weird way to end the podcast but goodbye hey folks this is nathan from 25 years of vampire the masquerade if you enjoyed the podcast you just listened to think about supporting us for more podcasts art video and gaming go to utilitymuffinlabs.com Follow our podcast on Twitter at 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook under our Utility Muffin Labs name, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Thank you again for your support. Utility Muffin Labs, consistently rated adequate.